What is going on, you beautiful people? Andy Christopher here, aka the dad I listen to frequently, bringing you the next rendition of the Dilf Show. Man, we are in the throes of it right now. We are coming off Arlo's third birthday party. We've got grandparents in town. We had a bunch of visitors here over the weekends uh, for the party. And holy shit, we're tired. <laughs> but we are pressing on. And Today, I got a fun one for you. And, um, you know, I'll get to that topic in just a second. But first things first, just want to let you know, I'm going to be bringing it to you every two weeks right now, just because it's simply too hard to get it out every week. But I promise as soon as things are regulated a little bit more, I will uh, keep cranking it out every single week. But just wanted you to be aware of that going forward. Um, I know all the millions of you out there save it and look forward to it every single Tuesday, um, like, like clockwork. And I want to be there for you, but right now we just have a little bit of, um, you know, taking care of business, getting shit done to, to attend to around the house. And so just letting you know, it'll be every two weeks, but a really, really funny story, really great anecdote. And, uh, honestly made me question my appearance and, and physique and all that good stuff. So we were doing bedtime with Arlo and Alina was in there and we were just kind of hanging out, doing our usual thing, jammies, books, diaper. We started this great little competition because Arlo's really been fighting back on putting on his diaper and his jammies. Did a competition to see who could get the diaper and jammies on first between Arlo and Alina, me and Julia. And we framed it around the Cars universe, you know, Jackson Storm versus McQueen. It's been great. But this, you know, this has led to him being really difficult putting on his, you know, his nighttime stuff. And one night he's bouncing around the bed. You know, I think he's at this point, he's just got his diaper on and, um, or he might be naked. I can't remember. And he, I'm sitting on the edge of the bed and Julia and Alina are in there and he bounces, 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 and then he just stops. He stops on the bed and he walks up to my back and right in the middle, it's really gross, but I have this like small skin tag that's there and he sees it and he's just making eyes for it. He beelines and he just goes and picks at it. It doesn't come off. There's no blood or anything. It's not some gore story, but he, he like saw it. And I'm like, oh yeah, Arlo, that's part of daddy's back. Cause you know, I had my shirt off too. And he just looks me dead in the eyes and he's like, dad, go put a shirt on. I'm like, really? You you need me to put a shirt on because you don't like what's on my back? And he's like, dad, get out. Leave my room. <laughs> Man, what a leveler. No filter whatsoever. So I literally had to walk out and go put a shirt on so sheepishly because I felt like, dude, I'm hideous right now. What? How? How does this just get picked out all of a sudden? Julia is dying laughing. And we were trying to figure out, you know, now Julia has all the like equipment to take it off my back. And I just want to get rid of the thing because I feel so just disturbingly hideous to him. Uh, that, oh man, it was one of those things where it just really brings to light how honest, brutally honest kids can be. And, um, he he brought it up a couple of nights later where I was wearing my shirt. I just say, like, Dad, uh, I'm back, still I'm back. 
just asking me if the gross thing was still on my back. Like, dude, chill out. Leave me alone. I'm so sleepy. You won't fall asleep. And you're and you're judging me for the skin tag on my back. Get out of here. But you know, it's it's all in good fun. And you know, what does a kid say the darndest things, I suppose? But that was a that was a real revelation over the uh, over the past week or so. But anywho, you know, we we've now had uh, the two kiddos for two and a half months, and. I, I went back and listened to my pod episode on, you know, surviving the first three months. And as of now, we're doing okay. We're we're staying afloat. And grandparents have been here to help. Um, they help plan the party. They've been great with helping around the house, getting meals done, all that good stuff. And we're about to get into a time when they're not here and it's just us and our family figuring it out. And I know families have done this before, but it's still it's still intimidating. It's still always hard to think about how things will evolve as baby girl starts to become more aware and her sleep patterns change and and all that stuff. But it really brought to light. And what I want to talk about today is things I forgot about having a newborn. And I, I like to revisit this because there are things that I missed on that first podcast that 100% should have been included for for dads, for moms, for anyone out there with new children, because we're in the thick of it right now. You know, it's, as I mentioned, it's been two and a half months and we are, we're feeling the exhaustion. We're feeling, you know, the, the ups and downs and the good and bad days. Um, But it's, it's so important to remember and to remind all of you out there of what's to come and just the the expectations when you have children, because as I mentioned, all you get are the glamour shots on Facebook and Instagram and, and social media that you don't realize how difficult it can be. And hopefully just by this transparency, you're able to navigate the waters a little bit smoother, communicate better with your partner and really not get frustrated at the you know these small or seemingly large events happening to you just because you're prepared for it you know it's the old adage is you practice how you play so the more you're exposed to it and the more you inundate yourself with what's to come you might be able to better make that decision as to whether or not this is for you as and you know we just had one of our good friends in town for Arla's birthday who was a, a reminder on the no side of things like this is why I'm not having kids because I can get I can get my fix and be the cool friend aunt to to these kiddos and not have the same responsibility when I go home. I can go with my husband to dinner and not worry about hiring a babysitter, not worrying about, you know, is my kiddo is my kiddo alive? And that's a stress that I don't want in my life. So it's it's all these things that you have to navigate and negotiate in terms of whether or not you're ready to have children. But when you're in the mix and in the heart of having an you know a newborn and, and an infant, it's you know just this constant reminder of there there's so many different forces and things at play. And with Julia just going back to work, she she works one week on, one week off. We have barely talked to each other. We're just keeping the ship afloat with with the help of the the grandparents here and 
you know, one of the things that I I forgot so much about having a newborn is they shit and poop and fill so many diapers all the time. You take for granted when your child gets potty trained and the diapers are minimal, that that becomes the status quo. And I remember there was after, I don't know if it was a day and a half or something, maybe even less that I'd, I'd taken out the previous diaper genie and then the diaper genie was full again. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? How is this actually possible in the realm that we occupy? And it happens so fast because Alina just fills them up and she's been, um, you know, just pooping up a storm and you forget the volume and frequency that it happens at. Oh man, that was, that was an eye opener in terms of just, am I losing track of, of the weeks? What, what just happened here? I, I feel like I just did this and it was because I just did this. (laughs) Um, so newborns crap all the time. Another thing that I forgot about having newborn is not only the pooping, but they spit up a lot. And when your child's, when your toddler is eating solid food and, you know, going to the bathroom at regular times, they, they're not just spitting up and with the breast milk and learning their bodies and growing, there's so much spit up. So make sure you have an abundance of spit rags all over the place because you will need them. Then you'll put three in one spot and need it in a completely different spot and you just forget where the spot was that you put all three of them and then be like so frustrated that you don't have one nearby to to clean up the kiddo and that's why you want to have a lot of change of onesies and things like that don't uh, friends and family should be more than willing to hand you or give you their hand-me-downs in terms of the early months but you you want to have the cleanliness and things prepared and um it's it's just a an always sorry we got sounds like they're doing construction outside but it's just my mom cooking in the uh in the kitchen getting stuff prepared sounds like she's chopping chopping her own cow out there but um anywho yeah there are lots lots of uh, of of spitting events i might have to pause this thing Uh, you know what? We'll power on. You you guys will deal with it. There's barely anyone listening anyways. So we, um, you know, we always make sure we bought, I think it was nine at the onset. And then we actually have, I think, 25 of them now. And we still can't find a single one in terms of the spit rags. So make sure they're prepared. Have your little spots, your your little key hotspots that you need to have them at at all times. Um all right, we're back from that um, short interlude in terms of the, uh, the the city construction going on in the in the background, aka my mom making dinner. Um, such a wonderful gesture, and it was just very loud. So, um, you know, getting back into uh, you know other things that I forgot, uh, you know, direct about what it what it means and what it's like having a newborn. Um, Another thing is that your your time, your free time is so minimal. And you, you know, when you've had your first baby and you've gotten into a good groove and a routine, when the next one's coming, you just I think you naturally think that, all right, we're just gonna be able to fit 
fit this kiddo in seamlessly and just keep the keep the good times rolling and keep the that routine moving forward and that couldn't be farther from the truth because you're you're learning a new personality of a thing that shits you know 12 times a day and your just your timelines are skewed and then there are times when you know kiddo number 1 wants to do something with you as as we've spoken about before like Arlo loves to race around the house and he loves interacting and being engaged and he wants attention and he's been still so sweet with Alina, but we're all learning this new ecosystem and these new routines that, you know, even the simple act of just going out for a meal when, when Alina can go on the boob, that's fine to, you know, she's, she's been so sweet and so calm and so wonderful, but you know, Arlo still wants his attention and, you know, he, can't he can't just sit there and eat his meal completely he wants to do something he's still not into eating full meals he's a big snacker and then once he's had a couple bites of something he wants to walk around and see what's going on what's this what's that and your that just eats into your nighttime routine getting the kids down and then before you know it it's 11 p.m and then it's 4 a.m or 2 a.m and baby's waking up and then you're you're just constantly playing catch up and you don't have the same the same routines and the same mechanisms in place because you're learning an all new playbook you're putting it together on the fly and it's not as simple as insert baby here keep things rolling forward as you know regularly scheduled programming and so be prepared for that situation to just be difficult for the first few months and just be something that you have to learn and communicate about on the fly because it can it can lead to some you know stressors and frustrating conversations that you just weren't having before because you were so used to and had gotten used to how everything was going and was flowing and so don't you know don't take it out on each other we're we're all learning here on the fly and just be there to support your partner and support your kids as best as you possibly can because we are all doing our best including the child who just got this injection of confusion and this new entity thrown into his or her life and um it's it's not easy it it really isn't and we've been fortunate and grateful for um Alina's sleeping patterns so far but even one night of bad sleep can throw everything off for the next day. And you're just constantly playing catch up to get to the, you know, the next event or get to daycare or get to the next feeding, get to the next nap. That's you, you have to build in anything that you want to do in terms of your exercise or food or something like that. And um, it's, it's just not easy. It's not the same as, as it was prior to. So don't let it eat you up and just understand that it's part of the process and part of the journey. And, you know, what I can tell you is it, is it really brings to light and makes so much more special those moments of calm or those highlight milestone moments that like Arlo's blowing out of his candles. I can't even I can't even tell you 
how meaningful that was. Like this felt like the first real birthday that he understood what was going on and walking in the cake and he's sitting there with mom and everyone is just singing happy birthday to him and so happy for him. And he has this confused, you know, like happy look on his face that he's getting cake. And it is those moments are so amplified that you just, like I said, it's just the the Jim and Pam take the mental image because, you know, before you know it, you're just going to be cleaning dishes or putting something away. Um, and it, it's not going to be like that in terms of, um, you know, it, it, it's not going to be, it, it might be a while until that next moment. And when he got to blow out those candles and baby girl was nearby, not knowing anything that's going on, but still taking it all in. And she always lights up when she sees Arlo's face. It's just like, this is a, this is a huge win right here. Everything coming together and coming to fruition for people to take out their phones and take videos. And um, you, you know, that the other parents of all Arlo's friends are fighting the good fight right along with you. It's just a really, unifying experience and it makes you feel so good to see how impactful and meaningful these these moments are in their lives and you don't know this might be arlo's first memory like his first real memory i remember trying to blow the candles out uh because julia had to help him you know he's been asking that a lot help mom help dad and he just you never know what that moment's going to be and that's the responsibility as parents that we we need to take so seriously and why we always have to be on and why we have to be trying our very best every single moment. Because on the flip side, later that day, you know, we, um, uh, Alina was, was napping. Everyone was pretty much napping after the party and Arla slept until about 6 PM. And then he woke up and he was frustrated and it was a tough wake up and trying to explain to him about, you know, why he can't pee his pants at that point. And then you have another uh, another situation to face, and you're you're holding together your your composure. And remember, you are not your thoughts; you are your actions. And what your child sees and what they're trying to emulate in that moment is a direct correlation to how you're behaving and what vibe you're putting out there. So there's always always something new that we are that we're facing in that moment. And, um, you know, just continue to take that responsibility to heart. So you are always doing your best to put your best foot forward. Um, let's see what else, what else in terms of what I forgot about having a newborn, you know, what, what has it been? Oh yeah. It's just the littlest, the littlest milestones seem so massive so so big and you know it's not just when the your your older child jumps off of a you know jumps off of a, a mechanism and doesn't kill themselves um and you you give them praise for how they got up there and how they're trying so so hard to be brave but alina has started smiling and reacting to seeing us come into the room and recognizing our faces and way sooner than she should be. She's trying to sit up and trying to roll over and you just, just ache with happiness for these 
looks and these side glances and these smiles and these little little goos and gahs that they're trying to speak and it's just as cool as when your your first kid was going through it because now you know what it's leading to now you know what's coming and um you forget how those little moments are so huge and so just grounding and um, wonderful when they're happening in real time with uh, with the newborn, and it's it's one of those things that you um, y- you can't remember because everything is such a fog in the early times. So take those mental images or take those mental snapshots and do all you can to be to be as present as you can in those moments because. Um, we feel like Arlo is still a baby and he just turned three years old and it happens way quicker than you know it. And, um, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I'm forgetting about being a new parent and having a newborn in terms of, um, in terms of the day to day, in terms of the routine, I mean, they sleep all the time and they still, they don't do a whole lot you know, other than when they really start hitting those metrics. And yeah, Alina, her rolling over, you know, your your child should start rolling over, I don't know, around four months or so, maybe four to six months. And when they start doing that, that's that becomes kind of an issue because that's when you can't just put them down in their bassinet. That's when you have to adjust their sleeping schedule, right? So, or what, what happens at sleep time and you can't swaddle their arms because if they roll over and they can't, you know, roll over again, that becomes a problem with them suffocating. So she's rolling over way too fast and she's trying to crunch in her abs and she's doing all these things to try and get herself up. And it's happening way, way too fast for, for our liking. But, um, I can't think of I can't think of much else in terms of I've got a lot of things a lot of pings and dings coming at me right now so I'll respect my time family's time and respect you as well. What did I forget about um the things we forgot about having a newborn? Um you know all the poopy diapers, um the spitting up, the the small moments that are big moments and um I can't I can't remember what else I'll have to revisit and maybe maybe re-record but Send me a message. Let me know what I forgot about being a newborn, especially if you're a newborn parent. Please comment. Let me know what um, what's something that you are noticing about you know your child and your habits. Maybe things that you forgot from week two to to month three. You know what is it that um, that we can help everyone else learn from out there? Send me a message. Uh, you know at the Dilf Show. Any of my socials hit me up. But that's going to wrap it up for today. Sorry, it was a short one, kind of a choppy one. But like I said, we're still getting back into it. And we're just fighting the good fight in the trenches with the two kiddos. So all I got for you today, I love you. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Go have a great one and go make someone feel happy today.